Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecca Nutrition? Mecca Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now. And for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Today is November 22nd, 2019, and on today's OSHA, we have a flashback interview for you. You know why? Because it's Flashback Friday. That's why I talked to Notre Dame baseball senior outfielder Daniel Jung about his experience playing with the Fighting Irish over the past four seasons, why he's almost uh, quit baseball entirely after his freshman year at Notre Dame, Indiana, his experience uh, with the SoCal Catch in the California Collegiate League, a team that I got my play-by-play broadcast start with a ton of weird stories that summer that we got a chance to share Uh, look up isis oasis on google you'll see how weird things got and a little bit about his faith and his family and how they play a huge role in his success both on and off the field on episode 120 of the o show presented by belly up sports be bold stand out be sure to follow Belly Up Sports on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Sports and Belly Up Podcast Network. And if you haven't heard by now, we're sponsored by the only ticket marketplace in the world with no hidden fees. That's right. You guessed it. It's TickPick. Use the promo code OSHOW10. That's capital O-S-H-O-W-10 for $10 off your next order at TickPick.com. And like I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'll say it as long as they let me say it. If you're into banging weights, eating steaks, and sleeping eights, use the promo code OSHO20. That's capital O-S-H-O-W-20 for $20 off your next order at Mecca Nutrition at their store located in Bakersfield, California, or on their website at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Before the interview with Dan the Man, though, I want to talk about uh, a few brief things going on in 
in Major League Baseball right now. Given that there is a huge scandal, a very huge scandal going on around in the Major Leagues right now with the Houston Astros getting busted for using cameras to steal signs from their opponents dating back to 2017. I also wanted to ever so briefly preview NFL Week 12, a big personal matchup for us Cowboys fans going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady and the Pats up in Foxborough, Mass. It's going to be tough. I don't like their chances. I don't like their chances against most teams. I'm that kind of fan. I expect them to lose, and I actually get frustrated when they win. But it's going to be tough nonetheless. But all of that and more is coming your way right now on episode 120. Take it away, Hootie. So like I said before we get to Daniel Jung, senior outfielder at the University of Notre Dame, I briefly want to give my take on what's been happening with the Houston Astros in Major League Baseball. It's an unfortunate situation for Astros fans. Us baseball fans around the world that are not Astros fans are actually quite joyful about this situation and not really shocked that this is happening because there was so much speculation that they were stealing signs during uh, this year's playoffs too. I remember in game two of the ALCS this year against the Yankees, they caught Bregman on camera on Fox telling the bench what one of the indicators was. I think James Paxton was adjusting his hat on off-speed pitches or something like that. And Bregman cracked the code. You got to give him credit where credit's due. Bregman cracked the code. But you can say that that's just gamesmanship. And that's just more figuring out the signs. Throughout the, uh, d- the duration of the game, maybe James Paxton should have tried a little harder on his end. Uh, But setting up cameras throughout the ballpark and having indicators in the dugout to let the hitter know what the incoming pitch is is some next-level enhancement, let me tell you. So from my understanding, the Astros were whistling when it was an off-speed pitch and banging a garbage can in the dugout if it was a fastball, or vice versa. I don't have the actual article in front of me. But it was a former Astro, Mike Fires, who uh, ratted the team out, basically. Fires is pitching for the Oakland A's right now, coming off another season in which he tossed another no-hitter back in May. He has two now. But Fires, who was non-tendered by the Astros after 2017, ratted them out. And that's what it is. He was a rat. And what sh- what, what should Jim Crane expect when you treat Mike Fires like that? A guy who pitched respectively well during his time in Houston, like I mentioned. He has two no-hitters now, one with the A's. He threw a no-hitter in Houston. Houston as well against the Dodgers in 2015 you non-tender the guy and you expect him to keep quiet and from what I hear on the Michael K show Jim Crane is not somebody that you want to mess around with uh from from behind the eyes Michael K says that there was just something that 
just made him an intimidating presence, just made you want to piss, his, piss your pants every time you saw him. Maybe maybe not a George Steinbrenner-like intimidation presence, but an intimidating presence nonetheless. Michael Kay actually told the story of him and David Cohn getting uh, ready to call a Yankees-Astros game in 2013 when the Astros were just embarrassingly horrible, like, like just disrespectfully, disgracefully horrible in 2013 when they were rebuilding at Yankee Stadium, where Jim Crane has no control whatsoever. It's not in Houston at Minute Maid Park. It's at Yankee Stadium. He's on the road in New York, and he barges into the media press box where the broadcast is set up with his PR guy and tells Michael and David what they were doing wrong and had a list of demands going into the next broadcast. Just to show you what type of businessmen uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is dealing with here. And three current Major League Baseball managers are being investigated in this scandal. A.J. Hinch, of course, the current manager of the Houston Astros, the team currently being investigated. Alex Cora, the current manager of the Boston Red Sox, the team that followed the 2017 World Champion Houston Astros with a World Series title of their own in 2018. And then there's Carlos Beltran, the newly appointed manager of the New York Mets. Hasn't even managed his first big league ball game yet, and he's already under scrutiny. The sheer luck of Jeff Wilpon and the New York Mets. And the reason these three are being investigated by Major League Baseball is because they were all supposedly the men behind said scandal, the masterminds, if you will. A.J. Hinch, of course, was the manager of the team in 2017 and still is, like I just said. Alex Cora was the Astros bench coach in 2017 before leaving for Boston, and Carlos Beltran was in the final year of his Major League career as a player. He was the Astros' designated hitter in 2017, and arguably the leader of that team, the veteran presence of Carlos Beltran and Brian McCann led the youngsters and Jose Altuve and George Springer and Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman, who was a rookie in 2017. Uh, some mentor you got there, Jim Crane, saying cheating is okay, allowing the next generation of Houston Astros to think cheating is okay, on top of being nearly the cockiest and most charismatic team in this generation's game. I mean, Rob Manfred said that he uh, won't know the punishments until he knows the full story and the severity of the scandal. I mean, we don't know how far this dates back or how close this dates back. Remember, they only got caught for the Astros for the 2017 season because of Mike Fire's claim. The 2017 Astros, who won the whole damn World Series, the, the team that was down 3-2 in the American League Championship Series against the New York Yankees, the team that lost one game at home in that entire postseason, they lost every single game on the road in that 2017 ALCS against the Yanks and happened to demolish them in every single game at Minute Maid Park. The Yankees could not hit the Astros pitching at all. Now, I'm not one of those Yankee fans who thinks that the series should be replayed. Shut your fucking mouths. It's impossible. You can't bring back both teams with their 2017 rosters and replay the series. But it is something that definitely stands out looking at it uh, in November of 2019 over two years later. And it's not just the games that were altered that postseason. It was the people's livelihoods. I mean, Joe Girardi, who's going to go into his first season as manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, was fired by Brian Cashman after losing that series to the Astros. What if the Yankees had clinched the pennant that year and went on to beat the Dodgers in the World Series? You think Cash would have let Joe go then? If the Astros never cheated... Joe Girardi might still be the manager of the New York Yankees. I know he was on an extremely short leash. I remember in 2017 how Steinbrenner saying that he was going to get rid of Joe even if they won the World Series that year, but that seems a little ridiculous to me. Would you really fire a manager who has been your manager 
for 10 years after winning his second World Series in those 10 years? I don't think so. That would be pretty ballsy thing to do. That would be a George Steinbrenner move right there. I don't think Hal's got, got the nugs. That would be a pretty ballsy thing to do. But thinking about it now, it's very interesting to see what the punishment or punishments, plural there, or punishments will be from Rob Manfred. This is a very serious situation where a former player of the team from that year has admitted to the cheating. There are members of the team backing this claim. I don't think it's going to be as severe as them stripping the Astros of their 2017 World Championship, but there will definitely be some hefty fines and some suspensions coming out of this. And if Hinch, Cora, and Beltron are the supposed masterminds, like some reporters make them out to be, I wouldn't be opposed to suspending those three for the entire 2020 season just to start. Uh, They mapped it out. They went through with it. They executed it. The blood is on their hands. I think I really want to see this happen just to see the reaction of Mets fans everywhere who finally thought that they found their manager after uh, going through the experiences of Terry Collins and the Mickey Calloways of the world. They finally get their beloved Carlos Beltran as manager, and then he can't even manage. I'd love to see it. Uh, I would also love to see what Red Sox fans' reactions would be if Alex Cora got the axe for the entire season, considering he was a, a mastermind behind this game, and then leaving for Boston the next year, where the Red Sox won a franchise best 108 regular season games en route to a World Series. So do you think maybe, just maybe, Alex Cora was able to uh, bring that same idea over to Boston where they were able to, uh, the, the same season, again, where they were able to walk into Minute Maid Park in 2018, that ALCS, and beat them three straight times where the Astros were nearly unbeatable in 2017. That's something to play around with, too. Again, all under the assumption that these three were the masterminds behind the plan. And I'll just leave it at that. I also wanted to throw out uh, uh, Yasmani Grandal's comment about the situation because Yasmani was a member of the Dodgers in 2017 and was one of the victims of these said cheatings. And Yasmani Grandal, of course, just signing a brand new four-year deal with the Chicago White Sox this week. And when Grandal was asked about the Astros' uh, sign-stealing scandal, because again, he was on the 2017 Dodgers team that opposed the Astros in the 2017 World Series. His answer was something that many people in the media kind of took exception to. It it was not the answer they expected and certainly not an answer that raised uh, uh, many eyebrows. It certainly raised my eyebrows. Yasmani Grandal said that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. What the fuck does that mean? The first thing I did when I saw this was immediately laugh, but after that, I immediately think that maybe the Dodgers were cheating too in 2017. Who's to say that not all 30 teams are cheating and the Astros were the only ones to get caught? And maybe he just wants this investigation to stop immediately, or maybe he just has that thug mentality of big dog eats. I don't know. But it's just something I wanted to throw out there. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Let's move on to NFL Week 12 for a minute or two before we get to Daniel Jung. Uh, There's a lot of intriguing matchups this week, I think. A ton of uh, 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 intriguing matchups that are on primetime TV. They're off to an exciting start with uh, the Texans. 20-17 20-17 win over the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday Night Football. We've got Seahawks-Eagles at Lincoln Financial in the city of brotherly love and the Philly Cheesesteak. We've got Packers 49ers on Sunday Night Football with, uh, of course, the all-famous Chris Collinsworth 
on the call with Al Michaels. Game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, was it Aaron Rodgers against Jimmy Garoppolo vying for the advantage of being the number one seed in the NF- NFC uh, playoff picture? Two top, top of the two teams uh, in the NFC. And then you got Ravens-Rams in Los Angeles on Monday Night Football. But the one I'm most intrigued by, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show is the game that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be calling up in Foxborough, Massachusetts on Sunday on Fox. And that's Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and the Dallas Cowboys stepping up to the dish against Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the nearly unstoppable New England Patriots. Now, in the eyes of many, the Dallas Cowboys are in for a Boston massacre this weekend. And if you are a betting man, you'd be wrong. You heard that right. Because guess what, gamblers? The Dallas Cowboys are a plus seven. They are over seven to upset the New England Patriots on the road this weekend in Foxborough. This is on SportingNews.com. They got the over seven on the spread, uh, saying that this game is going to be the massive upset of the week. Dak Prescott and the boys are rolling into Gillette Stadium, and they are slaying the defending world champs. Now, we could easily see a massacre, like I mentioned before. I, for one, believe that the Cowboys will choke and will be pooping their pants, just like the rest of the world. However, there is a glimpse of hope here, ladies and gentlemen. With that being said, uh, well, the first thing I want to I touch up on is this article written again uh, by SportingNews.com saying that the Cowboys have the over seven on the Patriots. The Cowboys are built to beat the Patriots. They're loaded with downfield weapons and can be aggressive with a red-hot Dak Prescott keeping New England's defense, which can struggle against the run, honest with a good dose of Ezekiel Elliott. And the Patriots' offense is struggling to run the ball and push it deep, and Dallas is good at not giving up big plays, at least their defense is. The only wild card in this game, and it's a big one, is Jason Garrett versus Bill Belichick. The physical talent of the Cowboys and a fearless Kellen Moore are good upset elements, and they will make sure that they start faster than the Patriots. Tom Brady's team isn't set up to catch up. The pick is that the Cowboys win 27-24. to Yeah, but that one X factor, the wild card, Jason Garrett's coaching versus Bill Belichick's coaching. So help us God. How about them Dallas Cowboys? Again, Sunday, 4.25 p.m. Eastern on Fox, up in Foxborough. But with that being said, let's talk to fighting Irish baseball player Daniel Jung. Again, he's a senior at, uh, uh, he's an outfielder and a senior at the University of Notre Dame. Got, got the chance to call some of his games over the summer in 2018, a part of the California Collegiate League in the Southern California Catch. This is an interview with Dan that I had in August of 2018. So again, for all you aspiring journalists out there, I beg of you, Please take notes on what not to do during an interview. We're talking fighting Irish baseball, Southern California catch, weird stories that happen over the summer. Again, type in ISIS Oasis on Google, and that'll tell you one of the stories. We're talking faith, family, and Dodger baseball on the O Show right now. Here's Daniel Jung, but first, a quick message from You Know Who, our sponsor over at Mecca Nutrition. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? 
then do I have a solution for you. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products, including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecha Nutrition? Mecha Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now, and for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at neil or neil at mechanutritionstore.com rumor has it if you mention mecha nutrition you may come away with an added discount as well but you didn't hear it from me so go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now mecha nutrition build a better you yeah no worries just checking this is like a good study break how was the notre dame michigan game the other uh, other week last weekend notre dame michigan game yeah oh that, it was unbelievable I mean, uh, this day, this whole campus was just electric. There were so many people. I feel like it was definitely a well-played game, and it definitely set the tone for our football team. Um, I feel like this was a uh, winner. This was going to, like, make or break, like, how our season would look. So definitely a good game. Um, electric atmosphere in the stadium, as always. That was just really cool. And so one thing about Grand Canyon, we don't have a football team. We have to go to Arizona State, and even those games aren't that exciting. Although they're 2-0, they beat, uh, God, I forgot who they beat on Saturday, but it was an exciting game. Um, What are your expectations going into this uh, spring season for Notre Dame? Uh, For myself? Okay, for yourself and for the team. I think for our team, um, our goal is uh, to win a national championship. Uh, I feel like at this level, if you're not competing for that, then there's no really... Like reason, there's no really other reason why you should be playing. Um, so for our team, our goals um, are to try to make it to Omaha and ultimately win a national championship. Individually, I would say uh, just to keep progressing and developing as a player. Um, I've definitely learned so many things my first two years here, and I feel like this year I'm put in a spot where um, I can be more of a leader on this team. I just want to set a good example and just play hard. Uh, without any regret. Um, those are kind of just like my goals uh, individually. So, yeah. I briefly remember parts of your uh, testimony over the summer because you were like one of the first that went. So it was like early June. But you were yeah. talking about how like at one point, I forget, like you either weren't going to go to Notre Dame or you were going to like quit baseball entirely. You don't have to like go into like the whole like personal like story about it, but you just like touch up on like what happened there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was like, a big turning point um, so early in my college career. Um, just after my freshman year, I came in as a freshman who thought I had it all figured out, um, thought I knew it all. And that kind of mindset early on uh, with our coaching staff uh, didn't allow me to grow 
in a lot of aspects of my life. And ultimately, because of my stubborn and arrogant attitude, um, it led to um, very unhealthy relationships with my teammates and my coaches, which ultimately made my baseball experience my freshman year um, that much more unenjoyable, um, which just led to which led me to just hate every other aspect of my life here at Notre Dame my freshman year. Um, everything that happened throughout the year just kind of led me to a decision I didn't think I was going to make, and that was to just quit baseball in Notre Dame. And I didn't even know uh, whether I would return to Notre Dame for school. The last thing I kind of wanted from Notre Dame is to just never step foot on this campus again. And that was just kind of where I was. Um, at the end of my freshman year. Okay, so you talked about your personal expectations for the season. What are your personal expectations for your like entire baseball career at this point? Do you want to go pro? Would you say that you're going to wrap it up after college? What's your... Uh... My goal and a dream that I've always had growing up is to one day uh, make it to the major leagues. Um, I feel like if, if that's not your goal, ultimately as a baseball player, that um, just like winning a national championship, then... I don't think any other thing will really drive you. Um, so for me, uh, being a junior this year, obviously I'm draft eligible. Um, I, I'd be lying if I, if I said um, I'm not thinking about the draft because I know very well that if I do have a good year um, and God has plans for me after college baseball, that that can definitely become a reality. But for me, all I'm worrying about is just being the best team player I can and just playing hard and whatever happens in terms of draft or baseball after college, I'm just going to leave that up to God. Every pregame over the summer, I basically had to write down information about all you guys just to have something to talk about since I was the only one there. Um, And on your profile page on the website, it said that one of your future goals would be an MLB GM or MLB player agent. Is that the case? Yeah, it is. Would that be your backup plan or is that your plan after playing in the pros? Yeah, so... Uh, I'm studying business here at Notre Dame, and uh, something that I've always wanted to do after my playing days are over, um, because for most of us, um, we're, we're lucky to even play after college, so my backup plan has always been to hopefully do something in the business world and in the game, baseball, and do two kind of jobs that really interest me. I feel like I, I could do a pretty good job at it working in like a front office or um, being like an agent to a player. Yeah, that's an awesome goal to have. I basically always ask people this question. What were your thoughts on the summer with the SoCal Catch and the California Collegiate League? Um, man, I, this past summer was going to see one of the best summers of my life. Uh, everything that uh, one of our team chaplain, Kevin Marshall, uh, the first day we met, he was like, everything that you think this team is going to be about, like, just kind of flush that down the toilet because God's going to, like, give you an experience that you didn't expect. And I feel like that's exactly what I got this summer. Um, just an unbelievable experience of growth um, as a Christian, just being able to meet so many big guys, bond with awesome coaches, and just play baseball in Southern California. Um, there was nothing really much you could, nothing much you could, like, ask for. So with that being said, what was your favorite and or most memorable moment of the summer? Um, I would say my favorite moment for sure was when we, um, shoot, I'm already blanking, but when I think it was when we, when we went up to slow 
and we just had so many problems with our bus. Also, I would say the slow trip and the Guildford trip, just those two road trips where we had a lot of things going against us. Um, we didn't really play the best, um, but it was just a really good time to just bond with the other guys and just grow um, in a lot of ways with them. Yeah, I mean, I remember that uh, slow trip. I was in that back corner when the two wheels fell off and just t- completely totaled that car on the other side of the freeway. I was sitting right next to Neil. We're like, what the hell just happened? That's obviously, yeah. like, the most memorable moment I had there. And again, with, like, the Healdsburg trip, we were supposed to leave at, like, 4.45 in the morning and didn't end up leaving, yeah. like, till like, 12 hours later. So we definitely had a lot of yeah. obstacles over the summer, especially for you guys. Basically, all we did was watch. Yeah. Um, favorite teammate over the summer? I know that's a hard one. That is a hard one. Uh, there's just so many guys that I feel like I've been able to grow close to and I'll continue to keep in touch with as much as possible. I would say my favorite teammate, Miggy, Miguel Abascal, he, he, from the first day, um, like, he just decided to be throwing partners, and uh, for the whole summer, we threw and was able to uh, just get to know each other a lot more, um, grow spiritually, um, help each other baseball-wise. Um, I feel like I was able to just meet, like, like a good brother in Christ. And just a good friend overall. Yeah, I definitely like Miggy. Self-proclaimed uh, nicest player on the team. That was his nickname. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said you're a big Dodger fan. Let's talk Dodger baseball. Yasiel Puig, four home runs in a 24-hour span the last two days. They won yesterday 17-4. to I didn't see today's game, but how are you feeling about your Dodgers? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, these last, like, 15 or so games, uh, the bats are coming hot, and... Uh, I'm just hoping that they can win the division and just make another run because last year was just, just gut-wrenching um, to watch them, but also really fun. So just hoping that we can make another run this year. Yeah, I remember. I'm a big Yankee fan. Lost to the Astros in Game 7 of the ALCS last year, and my roommate's a Dodger fan, and I wouldn't. I don't think I said a word that night. They lost. He's just laughing at me the entire time. I'm like, I'm like, I hope the Dodgers go to Game Seven with the Astros, and we'll see how you feel. He's like, don't wish that upon me, man. And then they did, and then they lost. So, um, so <laughs> here's a here's a question for you. Just to end on like a good note here. Your grandfather obviously came to all the games over the summer. Was always bragging about you. Very proud grandfather. How would you say your family has impacted your life and as well as your baseball career? Oh wow. Um, my family has just spent like so much. Um, I honestly, without them, like I don't think I would be um, who I am or where I'm at today. There's just so many people in my family uh, that I can credit my success to. Uh, my dad, just when we first started playing baseball, just not knowing anything, just him willing to take me to the park and practice consistently every day. Um, always reminding me that it's not where you start, but kind of like the process you take and remembering that like slow and steady wins the race. Uh, I think he instilled that uh, continued hard work was uh, the most important thing um, to achieving your goals in the future. Um, so my dad was a huge part of my development as a player. Um, my mom is always supporting uh, me, my brother, my feeding us, making sure that uh, we were healthy. Um, taking us to all our games, our rides, and stuff like that. So my mom was a huge, huge uh, factor in developing me into the person I am today. 
And uh, you mentioned my grandparents. I would say, I would argue, without my grandparents, I, I wouldn't know playing baseball would even be possible. Uh, I think my, my grandma and my grandpa had made every single game when I was playing travel ball uh, from 13 to when I graduated high school. They, they, they provided so many rides when my parents were busy and um, was able to take me to different games and other opportunities to develop uh, myself as a player. And I, I honestly wouldn't know if I played baseball without them. I'm just so thankful uh, for them and their continued support. Um, and it was just really awesome being able to have all my whole family um, just watch so many of my games this summer. It really meant a lot. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecha Nutrition? Mecha Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecha Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecha Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecha Nutrition products for over a year and a half now. And for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecha's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.